Okay, we'll continue in Daf Kavbet Ahmed Aleph. We are moving through here. Uh, yesterday we were in the middle of the story where these uh, these students went and they ended up basically like stealing these mats from uh, the blood leather, right? This holy blood leather. So uh, they got caught in the in the shuk where they asked them basically like uh, to assess the value of the of the mats, and he's like, "Well, I'll tell you what I paid for them." So it's like, oh, the jig is up. Like, obviously, they, you know, he realizes that it belongs to him. So it says, uh, let's go on where it says, uh, mm-hmm. So they said to him, maybe now the mats are worth more than you paid. He said back to them, this is what I paid for them. So I'm relayed, they said, ah, oh, we realize they belong to you, and we took them from you, like, sorry, we apologize. So I'm they said, so they said to him, like, please, what did you, like, suspect us of? Meaning, obviously you realize that we took your rugs, so, like, why are you being so nice to us? Amr lahu, so he said back to them, Amina, I said to myself, it must be that they had an opportunity to redeem some captives. And they were too embarrassed to tell me. So they want to ask me for money. So you guys, like, okay, so you stole the rugs. But like, I figured like it must have been for a good purpose. So Amrlay, they said to him, Okay, so now why does the master take the rugs back? Amrlahu. And then Magnum, no. No, once I realized they were gone, I already like removed them from my mind. I figured they're Fritz Tucker, so I, I won't take them back. Okay, and the point is, this guy's like a mama shatzadik, right? Like, he's just so great, and now we realize why he's so great. Okay, now, moving along, remember the story we were telling that uh, these different uh, Rabbanim had... Uh, you know, the experience of being spoken to from the Yeshiva Shalmala, so we said Abayi was jealous of the blood leather. who only got to hear the blood, like the, the Yeshiva, every Arab Yom, every Arab Yom Kippur, we said, right? But Abayi got every week, so uh, he was uh, he was also Chal Shadati, he's also a little bit upset about that. So Amrulay, Mistayach de Kamagnit Akula Karcha. He says, well, you, it should be enough for you that you get to protect the entire city, meaning your, your Zuchuyot, your merits, you should realize, like, you're also really great. Rubber, don't, don't don't feel bad. It's a nice little gemara about like you know self esteem and realizing like even great people sometimes you know there's always someone greater than you you know so like everyone has their own challenges. Okay, now there's a really a uh, beautiful gemara, uh, a little bit famous that uh, about the following gemara says like this: Rabbi Broka Chozav, Rabbi Broka the seer, Havashchiach b'Shuka de Beilafet. He used to be commonly found in the shuk of Beilafet. Havashchiach Elio Gabe and Elio Hanavi used to be commonly found with him. He used to hang out with Elio Hanavi, whatever that means. So Rabbi Broka said to Elio, is anybody in this shuk a uh, ben olam haba? Like, uh, you know, deserving olam haba? So Amrlai, uh, no. He says, right now, no. This is no one here. Which I guess Rabbi Broka, I don't know. Does he, is he included in the no? I'm not sure. Anyway, So a certain person who was wearing black shoes, okay, which was apparently like a non-Jewish custom, and he wasn't wearing the trailer string in his clothes. He wasn't wearing tzitzis. Okay, so Amr so Eliyahu said to Rabbi Broka, Oh, hi, Bar Who this guy is a Ben Olam Haba. This guy who looks like a, like a non-Jew is a Ben Olam Haba. So Rabbi Broke, I guess, wants to figure out what's going on. And so Rod, but he ran after him. Amalei, my He said, "What is your job? Like, what do you do?" Amalei, 
uh, he says, uh, go now, but come back tomorrow. Okay. So the next day he said, then what do you do? Zandukna'ana. I am the uh, jailer. Okay. The Asarna Gavri Luchud Benashi Luchud. And I uh, jail the men separately and the women separately. Okay, so that's one thing I do modestly to make sure the men and women you know, are separate. Veramina Purai Ben Hani Lahani. And I put my bed between uh, these and those. I guess so no one will, you know, do anything inappropriate. Kehechidilolaytuli de Yisura. So they don't come to do a uh, mm-hmm. prohibition. Kehazina Bat Yisrael de Yavinachem Alayinahu. When I see a Jewish girl who the non-Jewish men are literally putting their eyes on her, right, They're giving her like the look, so I'm nervous for them. So Masarna Navshay Matsilnala. I, uh, I'm most enough, I, I sacrifice myself, right, and I save her. For example, he says, There was a woman who was a young uh, betrothed woman. The, the, uh, the non-Jews put, you know, had an interest in her. I took the dregs of the wine. I threw it on like the bottom of her skirt, or dress. Uh, and I said that she's having her period. Okay, so the idea was that, like, I guess even the non-Jewish, you know, like, uh, guys who are not so moral, they would realize to stay away from her at that time. And this was, like, a little uh, ruse to make sure that she would not be taken advantage of. Anyhow, so that's all this. Uh, okay, so this guy, you see, he's a big tzaddik. He's, uh, you know, he has a simple job as a prison guard, but he does all these things to make sure people are observing halacha properly and proper uh, morals and, virt- you know, uh, values. So my time So Rabbi Brogan says, "Well, you seem to be it's a great guy. So why you why don't you have uh, the sitzah strings and why are you wearing black shoes? I don't get it. Like you're you're a conundrum, this guy. Right? I don't understand you." Amrlay, yeah, I'll tell you why. Ayana unifikna bainenochrim. I go up and out among the non-Jews. So they won't know I'm a Jew. So what happens is I'm based like undercover. So when they make a decree against the Jews, I'm on the inside. So I can inform them by the Rabbanan, and the Rabbanan can daven properly to Hashem, which is interesting. That's the response. They can daven, and they'll, and they'll be able to nullify the decree. Okay, so that's when, so okay, so this guy's like, Mom is a tzaddik, right? So he's a prison guard, does these uh, things, but he also is like this undercover cop who, uh, or a spy on behalf of the Jewish community. So Rabbi Rogan says, okay, the story all makes sense now, but that one thing doesn't make sense. Why, when I asked you what you do, you said, go away, come back tomorrow. Why'd you do that? Because at that moment, they were making a decree. And I said to myself, I said, I have to first go to the Rabbana and tell them to Davin, and then I can have to deal with you and like your, and your annoying questions. You know, so uh, that's why I had to... Uh, push you off till today. Okay, so that's another story about, you know, uh, uh, people who sort of get, uh, you know, again, Elio Anavi coming to Rabbi Broca, but also learning about the type of people who are Ben Olam Baba. It's not always a typical person. It's a good lesson, right? It's not always a typical person. We make a lot of assumptions about who we think deserves Olam Baba. We know nothing. We don't really know people. You don't know their story. Anyway, here's another story like that. Uh, so again, as it, as it came, two, uh, these two uh, brothers came along. These people are also bnei almadazi. They're also bnei olam haba. So also lagabai. So we broke one over to these guys. Amrlu, mayuvdaihu. What do you guys do? What's your job? Amrule, inche bedu chayanan. We are like jesters. Mebadchinan atzive. We make sad people smile and laugh. 
Okay, that's the job. Okay, uh, which is really I think a nice idea. Like, right? That's like that's like a big thing that earns you a lama bab, right? If you can make people who are down make them happy, that's a great thing. Inami, uh, alternatively, ki chazina betrayed to itzul tigra ba'adayu. Also, when there be see two people who are like having an argument between them, tarchina v'yavdin l'hushama. We we work hard and try to make peace between them. Okay, so that, that also gets you alam haba, and that's also a really nice, uh, really nice lesson about uh, uh, where, how you get, how you get alam haba. Okay, so within all the thing about you know the learning and the davening and all the mitzvah, it's all great stuff. Don't get me wrong; it's all wonderful. Bottom line is, it's the guy who maintains like the uh, the tzias and protects the girls, and the guys who, and, and the guys who help uh, sad people feel happy and make shalom. Those are the guys who get alam haba. Okay. Those are great stories. Now we'll get to some more uh, detail here. We said al elu matriim b'chomakom b'chulei tanerabana al elu matriim b'chomakom alashidafon v'alayarkon v'alarbeb b'chasil v'chayarat. So these are things also we blow the shofar right away uh, immediately. We don't wait around, not like rainfall where we wait around here immediately. What shidafon? We said is blight, which is like a disease for plants. Yarkon is uh, mildew. Arbeb locust, chasil caterpillars, chayarat, wild animals. Okay, so all these things, we have immediate response because these are bad news. He says, when it comes to the blight and the mildew, any amount is going to be problematic, and we'll have to start davening and fasting. When it comes to locusts and caterpillars, either if you see like one wing, meaning like one winged animal, or one winged uh, gets creature, uh, in all of Eretz Israel, uh, we would m- immediately sound the alarm because bad news. It means like they come in swarms. So you see one, and the, and the whole swarm will come, and then who knows? So we have to immediately uh, take action. Okay. We said when it comes to wild animals, also we're going to blow the shofar. So we have to define what, what exactly is going on with the wild animals. Excuse me, Shamrud. When they said that's bismashi mishulachat, mishulachat, It says when it's mishulachat, mishulachat translates here uh, mishulachat as an outbreak. Okay, it has to be an outbreak of that. Then you blow the shofar. If it's not an outbreak, you don't blow the shofar. Well, okay, great. So how do you define that? So what defines mishulachat or ena mishulachat? Again, mishulachat being problematic, and you have to blow the shofar. Ena mishulachat. Not such a big deal. He says like this. Near eight by ear. If you see the wild animals in the city, Mishulacha, very unusual. Besadeh, and Mishulacha. If you see them in the fields, not such a big deal. Bayom, Mishulacha. If you see them during the day, that's strange, because a lot of these wild animals, you really don't see them during the day. They come at night. But Balayla, and Mishulacha. But you see them at nighttime, it's not so weird. Okay. If it sees two people, and normally the wild animals are afraid of people. Okay, so if it sees two people that chases them, that's mishulacha, that's unusual. If it hides from them, and a mishulacha. Okay, pretty uh, normal so far. Okay, now it gets a little more gruesome. If it tears up two people, but eats only one of them, mishulacha, that's weird. Okay, uh, because... Um, because why, why is it eating only one? I think it's a question. Achlash nehem in mishulachat. If he eats both of them, it's not mishulachat. I guess we'll say that's natural. Like, it's just really hungry. And that's unfortunate. But it's not like a weird outbreak of wild animals that we have to be, you know, ner- nervous about in general. Atala gag when atala tinok me'arisa. If an animal comes up to the roof of a house, oh, we'll see what it means exactly, but, and, uh, and takes a baby from the crib, mishulachat. That's, that's very unusual. That's, that's weird behavior. And never we have to, uh, you have to d- respond to that. Okay, so Gemara now wants to analyze this. Hagufa kasha. This seems to be internally contradictory. All these different instructions we got, but what's unusual, what's not unusual, contradictory. How so? Amrat near tapa ir mushalachat. It's to be said that if it's seen in a city, it's an outbreak, right? Then we have a problem. The implication being it doesn't make any difference whether it's daytime or nighttime, right? Having wild animals in the city, bad. 
But then we said, in the daytime it's problematic, and in the nighttime it's not problematic. Well, which one is it? So is it is the city versus Sadeh the key factor, or is it day versus night? The Gemara says, no kasha, there's no difficulty there. That's what it means to say. Put those two factors together. If you see the wild animal in the city, in the daytime, that's an outbreak, blow the chauffeurs. In the city at nighttime, not so crazy, right? Because the, the city is pretty much abandoned at night. Again, we're figuring that the animals are afraid of people. So when they show up where people are, or when people are around, that's problematic. It's weird. But if they're showing up in the city time at night, okay, it may be still uncomfortable, but it's not such a weird thing. So too, if you see them in the sit in, in the field, even during the daytime, yeah, it's a little unusual that they'd be in the field. But that's not bishulachat, okay? Um, uh, this parenthesis is here about sadeh balayla in the mishulacha that uh, also, right, if it's in the field at night, it's also not mishulacha. That's certainly true. Um, okay, but the point is that you needed both factors. Okay, to call it a mishulacha, to call it an outbreak, it needs to be daytime in the city. Okay, but it runs after two people. Mishulacha, that's weird. Now, the Gemara says, the you know, implication is, ha'omedet in the mishulacha. The implication would be, if it doesn't chase them, if it just sees two people and stands still, so that's, uh, that's, mish- that's not a mishulacha, it's not an outbreak. V'hadar ma, but then it said, nichbet mipnehem in a mishulacha. If it hides from them, it's not an outbreak. But the implication is, ha'omedet mishulacha. Right? But if it stood still, it would be mishulacha. Right? So oftentimes the Gemara will do this. Right? I'll pick on different cases. The Gemara gives two cases, chasing versus hiding. Well, there is a middle case, and the problem is when you have them, you give two cases, chasing and hiding, and you haven't addressed explicit middle case, then the implications of each extreme case tend to contradict each other. Okay, and that's the question. So what do you do when the animal, what are we supposed to understand about when the animal is just stands still? So Gemara says, Lokasha. There's no difficulty here. One's a case where the, the field is next to like an agam, like a, like a pond or a marsh, something like that. And the idea would be where um, since the animal knows it can escape to the marsh, where the people basically won't go, so it, it's, it's comfortable standing still. And the sadat that's not close to the agam, standing would be weird because if, it's, if it sort of doesn't want to be you know, chased by people, it would run away. So that's what we're saying there. That just depends. If they're standing still, two different implications, but two different scenarios. Okay, furthermore, Tarfa Shnebri Adam Kechab Echlachab Mehem Mishulachab. We said if it tears up two people, each only one, it's Mishulachab. Shnehem any Mishulachab is both, it's not Mishulachab. The Gemara says, Ba'amr Tafilo Ratzta. The Gemara says, I don't understand. You say if it chases two people, it's Mishulachab. And now we're saying if it tears one to pieces, it tears them to pieces, but only eats one, it's not Mishulachab. Zambar Papa, Kitani Ahiba Agma. Says when they taught that, it was talking about uh, in the Agam. Again, since the Agam, again, it's the same idea that because it has the escape hatch of like getting to the Agam, so then that. It's not so weird that they would do that, uh, but uh, um, what's it called? As we said, but the, the chasing. But uh, otherwise, otherwise, yeah, it would be uh, it would be mishulach. <coughs> okay. Furthermore, the Gemara says, "Gufa alta lagag v'nata tinok me'arisa mishulachat." The Gemara says, "Pshita." That's sort of obvious. If it takes an ant, it takes a baby out of a crib, that's weird. Amar Papa kekuche did saide. It needs to be taught in a case where it's the hunter's uh, hideout. You know, the hunters like they like, call it like a hunter's blind or something, right? Like they little like a little. Uh, they climb up these little towers that they live in to, like, you know, to hunt. So if it climbed up to that and climbed on the roof and took it, um, maybe that's not so weird because it's in the middle of the woods or whatever. Like, it's not such a strange place for wild animals to be. Even so, if it's taking a baby out of there, in big trouble. I don't know why you keep your baby with you there, but okay. 
Uh, okay, we'll wrap up here. This says the Gemara and the Mishnah says Achera v'chulei. So when the sword passes through, so that's so we build we build the shofar. Tanur Rabbanan. So the Brayta tells us Cherev Shamru Ein Tzarech Lomer Cherev Sheinu Shal Shalom Belafilu Cherev Shal Shalom. Uh, it says, it's, not, it's not just a sword, meaning soldiers passing through when they're not peaceful, meaning they're attacking, of course you blow the shofar, but even when they're just passing through, it's like peaceful swords. And you're like, okay, it's soldiers, but like, it's not so scary. Um, he says, why? And nonetheless, we, nonetheless, we blow the shofar. I mean, nonetheless, it's problematic. Why? Because you've no shalom more than paron lecho. Paron lecho in, um, in Sefer Malachim, uh, right? Malachim Bet. Even so, uh, the King Yoshiao like, failed in that regard. Shneemar just says, we just moved to Ambev for a second. It's a long quote here. He sent him a messenger saying, uh, what, what, are you dealing, what are you doing to me, uh, the King of Judea? I'm not dealing with you today. Uh, I'm going to my, uh, my battle. Uh, and God has commanded me to hurry up. Like, leave me alone. Like, stop uh, bothering my God, and I won't, uh, I won't, won't, he won't destroy you. Meaning that you see here that the king is saying, I basically have no desire to get involved with you. Nonetheless, things went really wrong there, and uh, and ends up being this whole battle part in the home, and it was bad news. So we're saying that we learn from there that even when there's like a quote-unquote peaceful troops moving through, and there's no such thing as peaceful troops. So you make the wrong move, and they're, and they're right on top of you. So, okay, so I'll pause there, and we'll continue with the Shem tomorrow. Shkoch.